Hey, it's Sean, and uh, welcome to episode four of Portland Beer Club Podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by Obed and Marcus, as usual. You m- might remember Obed from episode one. He uh, helped us kick off this whole thing. Uh, today on the show, we take a look at Freem Family Brewing out in Hood River. We talk about our love of bottle shares and all the great things that come with them. Uh, we do another top six list, and we just have a lot of fun, and we drink some beer, and it's much more tame than last week. So uh, please enjoy episode four of Portland Beer Club Podcast. The opinions, attitudes, and lies discussed on the Portland Beer Club podcast are not factual. Everybody has an opinion, right? Your opinions may not match ours, and that's okay. Portland Beer Club podcast still loves you. Portland Beer Club podcast should not be listened to by any child under the age of 21 years old. You should be living off your parents for as long as possible. Portland Beer Club podcast may have some side effects such as vomiting, diarrhea, or a pussy discharge. Please see a doctor if Portland Beer Club podcast gives you an erection lasting longer than four hours. Portland Beer Club podcast hopes you enjoy the show. Your mother did last night. It's the Portland Beer Club podcast. We want you to want beers. It's episode four of Portland Beer Club podcast. We're recording on the 9th of May, and this will come out, I don't know, in about four or five days. But anyways, it's me, Sean, your your regular host with our regular host, Marcus, and we have Obed, who is <laughs> just adjusting his mic. <laughs> it's really loud in the headphones. <laughs> Good thing there's editing on this show. <laughs> no, hey, no, that's what makes the show great, is, is these little moments. I think last oh, week proved there's no editing. Have, it needs a he's having limp mic stand <laughs> issues. Uh, so you might remember Obed from episode one. He was on our, our inaugural episode, but he's back to join us. And uh, yeah, so we're just here to talk some beer. Uh, right now, what are we drinking, guys? We're drinking the Enjoy by 53016 Tangerine from Stone. Mm-hmm. How do you like it? It's good. What's I like word? it overall. Yeah, pretty solid. It's got, yeah, it's got really nice uh, fruit, you know, tangerine, whatever citrus notes to it. I like it a little more than the typical Enjoy By, although that's been getting better for me lately as well. Yes, it has. It's got, it's got a little bit of that vegetative thing going on to it still, but it's not dominant like it has been for a while. So, yeah. And the tangerine is really nice on it. So, yeah. Like, yeah. like Obed said, crushable. Do you get some of those uh, signature melon flavors from, you know, the Enjoy By series? Um. You know, um, for a while there, when I really liked it, what I thought I got a lot of was um, lemon on the end. Um, is that, that what that is? Yeah, like yellow lemon. I can Yeah, that. like a Some lemon a, zest, like lemony. I was going to say the zest. Yeah, yeah. It's getting kind of a um, bite at the very end. Melanie? Uh, no. Do you, when, what, what ones have you noticed that one on? Uh, several. It's, like the recent uh, versions? Because I haven't had the last probably two yeah, or three. Yeah, a lot of the recent ones. Okay. Uh, room temp, you know, you, you okay, pick up on it a little up, more. Yeah. Sure, that I, would I, I get a little bit right now up front, so I'm guessing once it warms up, you'll get a little more. We'll yeah. see. Okay. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Well, um, thank you to Lynn for setting me up with this, because this was off the tap and not who's, in the bottle. Who's Lynn? At ABV. Oh, oh little, I know her. Little, little tap house we uh, tend to hang out at, in which Obed works at. Uh, yeah, but she, she gave me a heads up. Hey, it's on tap. Come and get it. Uh, and I got to say, so while I was out there, it's Jordan. Is that who's pouring? Uh, yes, Jordan's one of our bartenders. Love Jordan. Guy is awesome. Uh, but he, he poured me a little taster of, uh, uh, Pliny the Elder, the latest round of Pliny the Elder. And I got to say, something was going on there. I don't know what it was, but 
you know, and like I've, I've said off the air, I'm not a Pliny guy in general, but I can drink Pliny and be okay with it. This was not enjoyable, whatever was going on. It tasted mm. like an old keg or something, so I don't know. Mm. What are the characteristics of a Pliny guy? <laughs> you said you're not a plenty well, guy, so I just and what I mean by that is I would rather drink anything from Barley Brown or Knee Deep or even yeah. Great Notion now, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite IPA pubs or breweries. Um, you know, there's just a lot of great IPA to choose from. Uh, Freem, you know, this I, Pliny to me is just it's it's an okay, it's an old, it's an older school IPA. Yeah, at this point, yeah, it's it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I understand why people like it. I don't understand why people freak out about Pliny the the younger because everything I've heard from I've never had it because I'm I'm not willing to go do the lines and pay all the money for four ounces, you know, of something that's right. not as good as Barley Browns. because <laughs> so, yeah. uh, everybody I know who's tried it has yeah. basically said there's, was, there's a lot of bet there's a lot better double IPAs. Yeah, it was out kind there. of the one of the first really big you know name double IPAs and triple mm-hmm. IPAs out there. Younger and elder, and, and younger younger a triple, right? They, they yeah. were ahead of yeah. their time. They were ahead of their time, yeah. and and you know, and I think they're still good beers, but they're not like contemporary IPAs. And they're what? they're different. They just recently did that blind taste test, and Pliny the Younger came in fourth. Yeah, <laughs> so. you know what though? I I did try it the last two years. Yeah, and this one that just came out to me was disappointing. I can see why that one would come in fourth. Okay. But when I had it, you know, the previous year, I thought that batch was stellar. Okay. I was a big fan. I was like, okay, I okay. can see the hype. Better but, than Notorious? Uh, at that point in time, it was amazing, okay. yes. Um, okay. But comparing it to this new batch, I was disappointed. Right. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something going on there. Well, I guess, yeah. It's well, brewing, they're, man. They're still brewing, they're, man. Are they, they're doing Plenty of the Elder down at Firestone Walker, right? That's where they brew that. I believe Correct. that's true. Plenty of the Elder is so, done it. So we don't know where Plenty of the Younger is being brewed at, though. It's, I think it's done like once a year, isn't it, still? Yeah, so year, it's yeah, probably yeah. done at Russian River. Okay. But I don't know. February. Oh, yeah. Also off the air, we were talking about uh, the collaboration between Great Notion and Degard. Uh, was it called Sometimes a Great Cow? Yes. Oh, my God. So you went opening day, the day of the release, and uh-huh. got yourself some crawlers and drank someone right out there, drank it fresh. I got it. Uh, Saturday, I believe. And I bet it was still good. It was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. I also got to try Ripe for the first time because they just put Ripe on on Friday. Uh, so that was a fresh batch. Delicious. I, you know, I'm a, I, Palette Jack is my favorite IPA. I was texting, I think texted both of you guys saying, I, I think I have a challenger. It's right there. It's, yeah. it's right up there. Yeah. If I did them side by side, I'm sure Palette Jack would win, but Boy, I was happy. <laughs> uh, but that that great cow, man, that was outstanding. That was some stellar beer. I, I thought it got better, uh, you know, from Friday to Saturday, even one day. I thought this is better than yesterday. And then when I did open uh, Crowlers uh, yesterday, they were holding up great, amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, Marcus, I'm sorry you did not get to partake. I heard it was good from you guys. <laughs> Thanks. We told you it was good. Thanks. Uh, other things that have just come out. Well, other thing. I only have one on my list. Uh, Deschutes released their Pinot Suave. Oh, yeah. I saw that. The Belgian style aged in French oak barrels with Pinot, gra- or Pinot Noir grape must. 11.2% ABV. Oh. I'm not sure. I I'm, I have mixed emotions about wine wine barrel aged beers. I'm I more, don't. I'm more of a like whiskey barrel kind of bourbon barrel aged guy. I think I think it depends. You know, yeah. um, I think as a blend into a barrel aged, like with whiskey barrel aged beers, mm. such as uh, 
Darkest Hour. Right. That the yes. original Darkest Hour was a Pinot Noir barrel aged mm-hmm. and combined with whiskey barrel aged mm-hmm. blend. Okay. And it was really delicious. And I can think of a few others. I think in sours, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, a Pinot Noir barrel aged, uh, well, Cabernet, um, what is it? Consecration from Russian River is, is aged in Cabernet barrels, I think, or something oh, yeah. like that. Okay. Um, you know, I think it's delicious with a, with a dark fruited sour. Um, if it's just a stout or something like that, I, I don't know. We'd have to see. It, it might be really as, as good. Yeah, might be really acidic too. I mean, it's tough to balance that out with the high IBUs of a stout. You know, hmm. so I don't know how that would be. And, and the shoots has done the wine. Sorry to cut you off, but they've done the wine yeah. wine stuff before, and mm-hmm. I, I felt they they've done a good job. I feel that their barrel aging program is really solid. I would give them a, a try for sure. But the one year, the one year they did Abyss in the wine barrels, and it wasn't as good. Am I correct on that? Is that what I'm thinking of? Not, uh, I don't remember. Not if I, this past year, but the year before. Oops. The best from a year before wasn't that? Then they kind of go more wine that year, and it wasn't. Or am I thinking of the, the, the Black thinking, Butte? Am I thinking maybe. of Black Butte? I think you're thinking of Black Butte. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Because um, no. Abyss is typically similar, I think, every year. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, you're right. It was the Black Butte. They they did wine last year, and it was. I just... give, I'd give that. I give if I see that bottle around, I'll buy it. I'll give it a shot. I mean, Deschutes is solid with their barrel mm-hmm. program. Their barrel bleh, barrel program. So I yeah. do it. Okay. Uh, some events coming up. Pints and the Pearl will come. Will be on June 4th down in the Pearl District. I think they're going to have like four, or six of the breweries down in that area. They're going to have all at least one beer brewed, especially for that event. Uh, American Craft Beer Week kicks off uh, May 16th through the 22nd. Uh, you can go to craftbeer.com for more information on that. And then Growler Guys will have their second anniversary on June 2nd, so that's probably going to be pretty magic. you going to be over there, Obed? Oh, yeah. I love the Growler <laughs> Guys, man. Um, I support them big time. Yeah. They're they're big beer nerds uh, themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. I got to say, you're, you're the man to thank for, uh, what was it, two weeks ago when we hit up the Archbridge Tap House and the uh, Northwest Growlers for their anniversaries, mm. and man, those were magic. They're, uh, they're doing something else soon. Um, if you don't follow them on Facebook, you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which they, one? Uh, or both? Arch, Archbridge, yeah. yeah I do. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to do, I think, a Block 15 event next. Yes, I saw that. And it sounds pretty good. Yeah. So. Did you hmm. get tickets to the Block 15 release? I couldn't remember what you said. I did. I got in this time. Oh. Yay me. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, yeah, Marcus and I both I'm got so, declined. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll share. I'll share two, some beer with no, you. Two, okay. two okay. events in a row, Marcus and I have been No, that's shot three down. for me. Oh, well, yeah, three for you, but two. Well, but I've never gotten in. Yeah. Well, you got in with me on the first time we tried. Well, well I didn't personally right. get in. Right. Okay. Right. They don't I was like someone's you. date. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were my date. As long as you weren't a mule. <laughs> that's, that's a lower... I was kind class. of the mule. I drove. In fact, you rode in. I do remember that day. Well. <laughs> yeah. Truck full of beer. I remember yes, that. Yes, we did. We had a big truck full of beer. <laughs> uh, so let's let's talk about bottle shares because that's I know all three of us have hit many bottle shares together. Uh, that's it's kind of one of those those things that the the real big beer nerds. What's going on? Can we shut that? I don't know if you can hear the fan or not. Uh, yeah, go ahead and shut the door. Um, that you know the beer nerds kind of all get together and celebrate and. So I just want to talk about like what makes a good bottle share, and what are maybe some things that make a bad bottle share. No so, bottles. No bottles makes, makes a bad, bad bottle, bottle share. share. Well, Shelf turds. Shelf turds. <laughs> well, so like I know like one of the th- when I do my bottle 7-11 share, Seven Eleven makes a bad bottle share. I call <laughs> I call mine a pro am because I like to invite my beer nerds along with my friends who like beer but aren't into it at the same level. We're at to try to expose them to some higher end stuff. 
and uh, and it's just it's more of a beer appreciation night than like the serious bottle shares. But you know, you have know. you noticed with that? I mean, as time has gone on, that's mm-hmm. like an, been an educational course for some people. The bottle mm-hmm. share, the last bottle mm-hmm. share you did was. It was great. Well, I gotta I gotta credit Brian Lally who showed up for that because well, he, but he, did. he came in and he like he brought like some like twelve year old I mean he was it like a two thousand two Deschutes uh double IPA that had gone total barley wine. Yeah. Oh my god, that was insane. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but but not even that. I mean there's there are people bringing good stuff overall. I mean even yeah. if it's not like, you know, cellared three yeah. years, whatever, they're coming up with yeah. some really interesting things. We're we're trying new beers, yeah. you know, a lot more unique stuff. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fun. Yeah. You know, it's been fun educating. I, I mean, not, not to sound like prideful or anything, but it's been interesting or fun to watch people get educated and go, oh, yeah. I really like this style yeah. of beer. Or I like this yeah. thing, or this is what I'm drawn to. And now they're searching that out and they're bringing it to your share. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So what are some of the things you guys look for in a bottle share that make you go, okay, this is going to be a good one? I look for Obed. <laughs> if yes. Obed's there, it's going to be a good bottle share. You know share. something right's going to happen, or Adam, if Adam's there, yeah, right. <laughs> with his gigantic fridge of wonderfulness. Yeah, with Thurston. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I, I, uh, I'm i kind of with Marcus. I, I look for familiar people. At this point, I mostly share with people that I already know and know that mm-hmm. they keep good beer around. Yeah. Uh, I recently went to a bottle share. I won't say where or when or with sure. who, but uh, you know, it's supposed to be a, a big deal. They do it uh, almost on a weekly basis, and I was really disappointed with the quality quality oh. of beer that was being brought Yeah, or, or not even brought. So Just an off night. It could have been an off night, but um, you know, it, it, it at this point, I guess not to sound prideful either, but you know, you you kind of get spoiled with some of the bottle shares we do. I think mm-hmm. some of the That's ones true. we do lately, especially, have been really great. Yeah, really great beer coming through. So yeah. you know, you you keep looking forward to that caliber of beer. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go back. Right, right. That's true. And it, I always, you know. I, I try to find the ones with the smaller groups of people. I know the one I host is pretty big, and I, I don't really call that a real bottle share, but I, it is. It's, it's a, a bottle, bottle share. share, but it's it's not like what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the, the you know the ones. Well, I guess anything. It's all game, but I yeah. like the I like the ones where there's about six people, and everybody's brought one or two really nice things, and it's just intimate. Mm-hmm. When it gets more than six people, it gets a little hectic. Things start opening a little too fast for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the steadier pace where it's kind of one at a time. Let's just get through it. Let's taste it and not feel like we're rushed because we're going to miss that one over there that's been opened. Oh, while we're trying that, oh, another one just opened over there. And you start getting kind of, ah, I'm going to miss something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I like the smaller groups where it's a little more controlled. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. You, you do have those bottle shares where you have that one eager person that shows up, <laughs> and, and they have a bottle through. opener, and <laughs> without even asking, they're like popping everything at once. It's yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slow right, your roll, right, man. Right. We got to get through this. Well, and that's actually a great point, um, and this is maybe as more snobby as we've gone along, but Obed and I kind of agree with this. We really dislike, I, I feel this way about sour beers, but really about any beer, Taking one sip and deciding what you think about the beer and what you've noticed about it and all the flavors and whatnot mm-hmm. profile, uh, I feel is unfair mm-hmm. because, A, if you're at a bottle share, you're tasting a lot of mm-hmm. different beers. Right. Yeah. So your palate is really getting assaulted. Um, secondly, so secondly, you need to have multiple sips to try and let your palate adjust yep. and really understand what it is you're drinking. Um it sounds kind of snobby saying that, but you know it's no. true. It's true for any, for any any wine enthusiast is going to tell you that. You know, any foodie is going to you know tell you that. You know, your palate yeah. is is an important thing. You got to 
let it adjust to what it is you're doing and what what you're tasting. So, yeah. um, so to that end, at a bottle share where you have the guy with the bottle opener who's just cracking things yeah. and saying, "Try this, try this, try this." I don't like. I like a slower right. paced bottle right. share, and that's where also where I can sit and really analyze what it is I'm drinking. Yeah, and also with the smaller numbers, what I've been finding lately is when I, after I've had five or six beers. Everything after that sixth or seventh beer isn't going to taste how it should. You know, it's like, it's going to taste much different than if I were to open it the next day and that was the first beer yeah. that I was going to drink for that day. It can even happen in two beers. I mean, and I now when I go order a beer, at, if I'm going to have a couple beers at a place, mm-hmm. I'm not going to order the triple IPA first if I want another single IPA <laughs> as well. Because you're going to kill because it. Because I will yeah. destroy that my palate on that triple IPA right. and it will just, uh, the single will never have a shot. Right? right. You and I have done, we've both had similar IPA, well, we've had two IPAs that were different. Both are fantastic. We have both decided. But I had one, and then I had yours, and yours was not as good to me. And you had yours, and then you had mine, and mine wasn't as good to right. you. Right. But, you know, on the on their yeah. own, it's Which great. Which makes me wonder, so. like, they just had the World Cup beer thing, and I'm like, how in the heck do those judges judge fairly? <laughs> you know, I mean, or, or is it, do they just use one group of judges for each style? Uh, they don't. The judges do multiple tests. I don't know the exacts of it. I've listened to a little bit of what the judges do. Um, there's definitely palate cleansing, and there's time periods, and you know, waiting uh, intervals, and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know the exacts of it. But hmm. they do try to monitor that pretty closely. Huh. Okay. Go, going back to bottle shares. Though, yeah. I sorry. Think there's, I, no. I mean, I, I think there's things you can do to kind of help keep control of what you're drinking and enjoying it Mm -hmm. i mean i know a lot of times we kind of talk and decide what we want to open first what we want to open next you know should we start with a sour or or, you know a stout and you know and you know make sure we're palate cleansing there's Mm -hmm. water flowing you know there's -hmm. there's some steps you can take because you know if you do want to enjoy the beer you're drinking put some neutral crackers on the table Mm -hmm. and (laughs) yeah definitely yeah yeah I will say this too. Um, the other thing that's important about bottle shares is, and it's important about any get together, is the people too. Right. I mean, socially, it just it matters. You know, if you're if you're with people that you can carry a good conversation, you're having a good time, and you're enjoying the beer on top of it, it's Even a pretty better. nice night. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I don't want to make it all about the beer because that aspect certainly matters quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, and you know, the one thing I've appreciated too, uh, in particular, Obed, getting to know you is you've introduced me to a lot of people. Because uh, you've you've, ta- you've you know invited me to some of those beer shares where there's people didn't know who they were, and then you like oh man, then you go to the next year oh wait, it's that guy again, yeah. and that's that's pretty cool. You're you've got a big beer world, my friend. Well, there's definitely this <laughs> there's there's definitely this community, and the community yeah. as a whole is really really a bunch of fun people who just yep. love beer. Yep. They yep. like getting together. It's very open and sh- it's not exclusive. People love to share. I love to share beer. Yep. I love to buy you know a 750 milliliter of something and go. I can't wait. Until Obed gets to try this and Sean right. gets to try this. Why Obed first? Because Obed's probably a little. <laughs> <All right. no. laughs> he looks good, by the way. No, <laughs> um, but no. I mean, it's it, that's part of the the whole little community of beer sharing and bottle mm-hmm. sharing and stuff like that. That's out there. People just go out. They love to share. They love to have a good time. They love to experience. What do you get out of this? What do I get out of this? Um, what do you think? You know, what mm-hmm. do you think it, that aging this for a couple of years has done? It's you know things like that, and mm-hmm. people are putting on little things like that all the time. Yeah. You network. I mean, there's people that you know who are 
getting something special soon mm-hmm. and you're hoping they'll share it with with you so of then course. you like let them know hey mm-hmm. i'm getting this soon do yeah. you want to try this and yeah. then and you do that you save it for each yeah, other and you do that deal. yeah you're like yeah. i want to pay this forward i want to you know let's yeah. let's all try this together yeah so. and i'll tell you what there's nothing like sitting at a beer share and you see a bottle come out that's something that's been on your wish list oh, and you're yeah. just like oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna get down to me and I'm gonna be happy. You know what's worse is when you've had a bottle on your wish list and you finally have it and it's a letdown. That's an oh, awful feeling. Yeah. 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 Or when you show up to a bottle share and you've got something you think is pretty hot and someone pulls out the exact same bottle. <laughs> or like, damn it. Or a bottle that you've been going after for years and you finally get your hands on it and then you drop it and cut your shin with the broken glass. Oh, oh wow. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, that was Sean. Yeah, yeah, that happened to Sean. Nemo. So I, I, for a long time, I kept hearing about Fremont's coffee, cinnamon abominable, and Nemo finally got me one, and he gave it to me at a bottle share at at ABV, and I drove it home. I literally was cradling this thing the whole night. I get home, and I'm putting it in my beer fridge, and I set it on the shelf, and it just like literally jumped off the shelf. Went straight down and pah, just hit the bottom, you know, flat on the bottom. The whole thing just shattered out, cut my leg, <laughs> shattered glass. Oh yeah, it was it was an explosion. And I I sat there for I don't know how long. Literally, it's kind of like <sighs> very very sad moment. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> yeah, but luckily uh, it's more readily available now, so yeah. and tasty. Yeah. So, speaking what, of speaking of Adam, I remember this one time outside of the tap house. He uh, he was cradling i think he got some regal rye or cool bottle like that and it was raining it was slippery on our way to the car lost his footing just just was about to go forward and uh i just saw him like more than anything he just like cradled the bottle really tightly as he went down and he like landed away from it yeah making sure that nothing happened to the i admired that i respect separated his shoulder but the the bottle was safe i'd like to think he'd do that for his wife or his baby or or obed or anyone (laughs) else yeah. yeah That's funny. But, but maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> what did we just pour here, Obed? Oh, good. Uh, I don't know. By the way, I do get the melon uh, on that on that Enjoy it's Buy. It's out. at the end, yeah. You know what What I do like about the Enjoy Buy, too, is I've had a lot of tangerine IPAs or beer, and you get a lot of uh, strong uh, kind of like mm, citrus zest or, or, or rind, and it's kind of bitter and dark. Mm-hmm. The tangerine in that was just light. Yeah. It was just perfect. It was smooth. Yep. You know, I feel like a lot of times in those kind of beers, you get a lot of the pith, which has that bitterness, and it's mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Uh, so last week was Craft Brewers Conference. Obed, did you hear anything great out of that? I didn't really follow anybody who was there. I knew a few people there, but it was in Philadelphia. Yeah, right? yeah. Philly. And I guess there was a big rainstorm at the very end too. Huh. So. Uh, anything uh, good that came out of that that you're aware of? Or? Uh, you know, I haven't. I didn't follow it so much this year. Okay. Uh, I mean, I didn't want to think about it because it would make me jealous. Like, <laughs> I want to be in Philadelphia. I'm sure there's plenty, so much good beer going mm-hmm. around in that city for CBC Week. Everything being tapped left and right. Yeah, I do know some people that went, um, but I, I haven't heard. You know, they do discuss. You know how to better beer in the community and they did share mm-hmm. a bunch of good techniques and what whatnot. The last CBC that came here to Portland, that's where uh Hair of the Dog got their concrete egg vessel. Yep. Oh right, yep. right, right from you the know. stone. So there's there's always like some cool things like that. Uh-huh. But, some collaborations that happen. Mm-hmm. Collabor- yeah, collaborations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Excellent. So what what do we pour here? This is what? Uh this is uh Saint Pete Brewing's uh bearded Pel- Pelican chocolate porter. Barrel okay. aged. There you go. Hmm. It's a barrel aged porter. All right. It's hmm. a barrel aged chocolate porter. And that's all I know about it. It doesn't even have the alcohol content on it. 
What? Twelve percent. No, I don't know. Twenty-seven <laughs> percent. All the percents. Nothing on there, huh? Let's find it. Government untapped. warning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I am enjoying the fact that I, I know in my heart this is going to be a much more controlled show than episode three. <laughs> Give three. it another bottle. Of <laughs> is, that, is that because no one here has had tequila before the show? <laughs> yeah, there you okay. go. Okay. Uh, so I mentioned earlier about you know tasting too much beers and how do how do judges get past that when they're doing. Uh, competitions and also this past weekend was the World Beer Cup 2016. Was that down in San Diego? Is that where that took place? I, think I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyways, a lot of local breweries did very well. So I'm going to run through the list here real quick. Uh, Sun River Brewing got a gold medal for their American style wheat beer with yeast category with their Fuzztail. Base Camp won a bronze with the American style wheat beer as well. Same category with their Lost Meridian. Fort George took silver with a chili beer called Hellcat. Never had that. Neither have I. Uh, Lewitt Brewing out of Vancouver took silver uh, in the rye beer category with Grimlock. Ten Barrel hmm, took a gold, just a gold. Other strong beer category with their Brilliant. Uh, Flat Tail uh, out of Corvallis. We all stopped there last time we all went mm-hmm. in, right? Uh, they took a bronze with their American-style sour called Damn Wild. I Wait. had that. It's not bad. Yeah? Yeah. Breakside Cleaned House. They got a silver in the smoke category with their smoke porter, a silver with Australian or in- international style pale with their lunch break I- ISA. They took bronze with the German uh, style alt with their Wills alt, and they took bronze with classic English style pale ale with Breakside ESB. Hmm. Uh, Occidental took a gold with their German style Doppelbacher Eisbach with Luca, Luca Brader, which we just had a barrel aged version of that the other day. Were you with us? Nope. Uh, Rebecca ordered that. I uh, can't remember. Was it good? Um, yeah, actually, it was really. It was probably the best beer we had out of the table. Okay. Uh, ben Brewing Company took a gold. Ben Brewing Company is a very underrated brewery out of Bend. Obviously, yes. out of Bend. Uh, <laughs> I think they were they Ben's first brewery or was Deschutes first? I don't know. Uh, they've been around a long time. They've been around a long time, but they've always but been. Deschutes kind of has under- been what eighty six or something like is that. It? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're That's they're neck and long. neck. Uh, but they took gold with their German-style sour called Volsect. Um, Portland Brewing. <laughs> they took a silver with the Belgian-style pale ale or blonde ale with their Raise the Roost. Hmm. Caldera took gold with classic, classic English-style pale ale, their Ashland Amber. Ecliptic won a gold with the Brown Porter category for Capella Porter. Uh, Columbia River took silver with oatmeal stout with their Stumbler Stout. That's hmm. one of their original flagship beers, and it's hmm. quite delicious. Uh, Elkhorn Brewing. Who's heard of Elkhorn Brewing? Uh, I went there a day after the open. They're out of Eugene, Eugene? I want to say. Yeah. Wow. They, they took a bronze with oatmeal stout, their Sasquatch Shadow. Uh, Pelican got a bronze for their barley wine style ale, the Stormwatchers Winterfest. Now, is that fair to enter a 2014 beer that's been out on the shelf for a long time into a 2016 beer festival? Was that's, that the last time they released it? it I, I thought I read that it was the 2014. What was the category? Uh, barley wine style ale. I believe it was the 2014 they entered. Probably doesn't matter. I mean, I, I assume they've cellared it properly. Well, but yeah, it's just been on the shelves forever. I mean, yeah. that's been available. I'm just. Do you think it's an advantage I, 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 because they got to age their yeah, barley wine a little right. bit? That's, and... that's my point. That's that's my only point. It's a delicious. Beer. I would say if you can go out and find it on the shelf in a market right now, and it still counts. That's fine. Okay. Um, Arch Rock took gold in American style pale with their Pistol River, and Barley Browns took gold for their American style black with Turmoil. And Turmoil's then, good. And then uh, the special category, Very Small Brewery Award, go, went to Arch Rock. 
So huh. out of good for them. Gold Beach, correct? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the the Northwest cleanup. There was a couple of Seattle and I think another Vancouver brewery that won some stuff as well. But I was just shooting for the more local Oregon and Vancouver. Anyways, congratulations, people. Well done. Cool. I always look for the bronze or the silver. Yeah. That's that's I think the better beer. I, the gold means nothing to me. Yeah. The way I understand that, you know, most of it is... Uh, Tell that to an Olympian, my GABF friend. GABF <laughs> style, you know, ratings. So the judges look for, like, classical examples or renditions right. of the beer. That's, yeah, so gold right. will go to the mo- most traditional. That's what this yep. style should be like. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the silver BJ, is like, it's yeah. almost as good, mm-hmm. but it's not quite traditional, but we really like it. So it's just, we can't give it gold, let's give it a silver. And then you got bronze where it's like, this is really good, we like this. It's not really like so traditional or even close right. to style, but it's damn good, let's give it a bronze. As far as I understand, the BJCP guidelines got updated like in 2014 or something like that, and they broadened categories. But, you know, in two years, things have changed. IPAs, West Coast IPAs, just IPAs in general have changed mm-hmm. so much just in two years. Right. Um it's impossible for them, and they know that. It's impossible for them to keep up. So they're always judging towards the style guidelines. So mm-hmm. it's it's tough. You know, if you have an amazing brand new whatever, you know, ESB that isn't like other ESBs, it's going to be tough to be judged fairly because it's different within that same style You have an IPA guideline, with right? lactose, and, and you're at, adding fruit puree, and there's not really a style for that. Or, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's just I different. get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's tough for brand-new beers to really be judged at a high level. Yeah. And, but but that's nobody's fault. It's just that's how, that's how the system is. Okay. Anyways. Well, uh, every episode I like to kind of shine a light on a local brewery. And by local, I mean, like, Oregon. Um, this week, or this episode, because we're every two weeks, I want to take mm-hmm. a look at Freem Family Brewing out of Hood River. Mm-hmm. I am such a fan of Freem for so many different reasons. Uh, not only do they make delicious IPAs, but they make delicious Belgians, and they have good barrel aging system. Uh, they have a silent P. <laughs> they have a silent P in their <laughs> name. Uh, they have good food at the brewery, and the brewery yeah. is probably located in one of the nicest spots to ever drive. We talked about this on the last episode, best road trip destinations yep. for beer, and Hood River definitely was one of the top categories because of Freem and a couple other reasons. Uh, yeah, so just Freem Brewing. I man. love, too, uh, when you're talking about location, that you can go into the pub, and if you just want beer, mm-hmm. order a beer at the bar, and you can go up to the loft area that is yep. very spacious, lots of seating, yep. and you just Couches. sit there with your friends and look out at the river and have a beer or two. Yep. And you just go back down to the bar, order your beer, go back up. Yep. And it's a – I mean, that was a that's a really great idea yeah. for them. And I, I don't know if it ever causes them problems, but um, – <laughs> Toby. <laughs> well, just with people maybe getting a little rambunctious, but yeah. um, but overall, I think that, I mean that was a fantastic exper- experience because we just wanted to have a beer or two. I've been there several times. I've never felt like a rambunctious feeling. No, in there. it's always no, a no, good, no. It's mellow, really laid back vibe yeah. there. You know, of families and yeah, uh, we're there for breakfast, so. beer aficionados, and um, yeah, it's not like a bar bar. It's not like a no, <laughs> getting no. the scourge of yeah. the town hanging out yeah. there. Yeah. But it, you know, just just the drive to get there is beautiful. Driving mm-hmm. along the the gorge and the scenery mm-hmm. and. You know, you're blocks away from several other breweries, but for me, man, Freeman is the place in Hood River. And they are still a really young brewery. Yeah. They're still, I know they're still getting their feet under them in in several categories. Like, their barrel-age stuff Mm -hmm. is really starting to show up now just in the last six, eight months, certainly within the last year. Yeah. Um, But have you had a bad beer from them? (sighs) Oh, yeah, Obed? You've had a bad beer from Freeman? And I'm not saying that you couldn't have. Oh, I mean, uh, Freeman was probably... 
one of my top five or top ten Oregon breweries at one point. Uh-huh. I, I don't currently hold them there anymore. Yeah. I feel like lately there's been, I don't know, I don't know, the quality quality controls not as Slip up to as part maybe. Okay. I mean, I know they're, like Marcus was saying, they're a growing brewery. They're yeah, expanding. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, you think maybe Josh is uh, focused on, on a lot of different things right now. You not think just, he's trying too much too fast? Oh, well, it might not be that. I mean, sometimes you, I know they just lost one of their uh, brewers. Well, brewer. he's, yeah, he's, he's opening, he's opening his own something. Brewery. And yeah. I mean, you got uh, assistant brewers stepping in and, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera. It could be any number of things. But I, I just felt like some of these last batches to me were a little disappointing. Did you um, like the Pesh? The Pesh wasn't too bad. I mean, I, 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 I kind of. was a little overpriced. I kind of had a bad experience with it because I drank it side by side with a ton of really good peach beers, you oh. know, Passion Bread and, oh, and Fantasia and yeah. Clarabelle. And, and it kind of well, got. Fair. You know, it's not fair. You know, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I have tried it again since and I thought it was uh, better than I thought the first time. Okay. But I mean, it, what was it? That sour IPA? That they came out with yeah. uh, two months ago About or something. About a month ago or two, yeah. yeah. You weren't a fan of that? I, I didn't really find it sour or hoppy. And that's, but see, that's actually why I liked it, because I was expecting it, to, expecting it to be too sour for me, who I'm very picky about my sour beers. So for me, it worked. So, yeah. I agree. But I, 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 get, but I can get what you're saying. I, totally. I would put it this way. It was... I thought it was a very drinkable beer, yeah. But it was not really an IPA, and it definitely was not acidic. Yeah, it's, it was it's, fruity. Its title it was, was misleading. It was fruity, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was not acidic. If they would have called it something else, mentally you probably would have liked it a little better. Yeah. But the fact that they brace you with it by that name yeah. and then didn't follow through, yeah. and that was not correct in my in yeah. my um, opinion. But I, I went into that. It was not a bad beer. I I definitely I drank a couple of them. I mean, I thought it was, they were fine. And, and again, we're just spoiled. You know, we we <laughs> it's probably a really great beer everywhere else in america but here we're so competitive when you have so much great beer yeah. around well we have like, one we have we're surrounded by so many good sour beers and two we're surrounded by so many good ipas yeah. and so when you hear sour ipa you're like ooh, and yeah, yeah so I, I can see what you're uh, getting at. what was it the other one the flanders red yeah this year see i haven't tried the flanders it wasn't cause... as good as last year in my opinion i hate to oh, be really? the guy that says oh that's yeah, okay last year. you know it just didn't yeah. impress because i you know me i keep my tasty notes i check back i reference yeah, in it and yeah. i just not as good okay and I, I haven't tried their Flanders because usually Flanders, that's one of those styles that makes me go, nah, I'll pass on that and try this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did, were you a fan of their bourbon barrel-aged stout? Uh, that wasn't my favorite beer they made, but I didn't think it was bad. No, I mean, it's their first first time, right, doing yeah, yeah. that bourbon barrel-aged yeah, stout. That's what so. I'm saying. Like, their I'm sure they'll dial it in like, a little better, their, but yeah. it was a good, strong first effort. Yeah. yeah I liked mm-hmm. it. And I, I tried it again about six months after release, and it was even better. Mm-hmm. I thought it got better in the bottle. Nice. Um, okay. Anyway, so and so yeah, no, and I mean, I love saisons. I think they do fantastic saisons. They do all a whole series of saisons mm-hmm. that are great. Um, yep. Their IPAs are fam- they do a lot of really saisons. Good. They, they do like, a lot of like, saisons. Always, yeah. They always have like four or five variations yep. on at the bar. Um, and they're never uh, well. They have like I think one saison I've seen in a bottle, but other mm-hmm. than that, they're pretty much at the brewery or tap house only. I think I've seen a different. Couple, have you a couple different? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then their IPAs, I mean, they make so, really solid IPAs. Their Fresh Hop IPA was my favorite IP, Fresh Hop beer oh, last the Fresh year. Hop Festival? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was delicious. Um, I think what, we went in line three times for that? Or? I think we were drinking well, it while you were in line. Yeah, I was actually, say, there, but, there wasn't really yeah. a line when Obed and I got in. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I do I, remember. I yeah. think I so, went back for that at least three times. That was yeah. that was outstanding. Then we Did we go to Freeman when they had it there? I can't remember. Or did we get it later? 
I remember having it on tap somewhere. Uh, that day we didn't go to Frame. Okay. No. Okay, I can't remember. Uh, it's do you guys blurred. get the coconut in this now? It's starting to come out to a lot more. Is it, is it warm that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not fully warm, but I need to it's, caress it. it's getting <laughs> good temp. Marcus is making love to his glass. Oh, well, but it is definitely like Lynn, who was on the last episode. Her, her, <laughs> she said her desert island brewery is Freem. She loves. She yeah. loves Freem. Yes, yeah. she does, and she'd probably slap you for your opinion on Freem, no bid. <laughs> no, no, she that's probably, that. She probably would actually. Yeah. We can't all sit here and all like the same thing. So, uh, so we can. We talk a lot about we're, 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 we're called the Portland Beer Club podcast, but let's talk about stuff that is outside of Portland, outside of Oregon. And it's time for our top six list because you know there's no such thing as a five pack. Uh, Non-Oregon breweries. Now, both you guys told me throughout the day, you know, because I gave you guys this idea last night and you, to work on it, and I was getting texts from both of you saying, "Man, I'm having a hard time with this," and I I couldn't tell if it was hard time because you couldn't pick six or a hard time because you couldn't narrow it down to six yeah. and you know when you say outside of oregon that opens up the entire globe yep um i personally kept it within the united states mm-hmm. just because i right. i would have wrecked my brain trying to go international mm-hmm. uh so i just i went u.s breweries outside of oregon yep. so i'm with you there too i for for a few reasons one is i don't feel like i've tasted enough beers yeah. from a brewery outside of the u.s yep I wish I could, yep. but I have not, to to be fair. And yeah. two, if I'm not tasting a beer that's meant to be aged, I don't know how long that beer has been and where it was. A lot of times I don't know where it was made. And right. if it was made overseas, how long did it take to get here? How was the, What were the conditions it was stored in? Yeah. Is, it, is it a fair representation? Yeah. So that definitely played, yeah. played a factor as well. And I, I will say this, that two of my picks are picks because of beer shares. Mm, so very cool. bottle shares. So tying into our topic earlier, uh, yeah, two two of these two of these breweries are that I would have never had an opportunity to even be exposed to these breweries unless I was a going to go on a road trip or b go to a bottle share mm-hmm. where I have friends that know how to get into the beer trading and mm-hmm. bring some of this great stuff in. Mm-hmm. So Marcus, what was your number six? I think Obed should start first this oh, time because right, he didn't start. Three? I started well, first last time. I right, will go here. reverse clockwise then. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Oh goodness! All right. <laughs> so number six for me. Coming in at number six, um, up and comer new brewery doing great things local here in Portland. Can you guess? We talked about them earlier. We can't talk about. Oh, it's non Oregon man. Non Oregon brewery. No, but you said. Uh, you said. Oh, right. <laughs> no. I'll go first if you want. Then. <laughs> no wait. No 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 no. I think I I read your text while I was drinking, so I thought you just meant six overall breweries anywhere. You no, know, anywhere non- in the world. Non Oregon. Like, okay, I can still do that. Keep going. Okay, All right, Marcus, cool. go ahead and start us off. <laughs> I'll start us off then. I'm going to go traditional here um, okay. because probably just because of the variety uh, of what they put out. Um, and I've had a oh, lot of like, beers. Shit, I thought this was hard before. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna it go actually with, makes it easier. Okay, good. I'm going to go with Stone. 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 They, were, they were on my list, but they didn't make my cut. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Stone because they uh, – I mean, they've been around forever. Stone was – has a little bit of a nostalgia thing for me because mm-hmm. Stone was readily available when I was getting really getting into craft mm-hmm. beer, mm-hmm. and a lot of their beer was up here. Arrogant Bastard was like a yeah. br- it's a that thing blew my that mind. That was my introduction to Stone. It. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and all their their Russian... it blew my mind and my liver eventually. Um, <laughs> and the uh, Russian Imperial Stouts, the Russian Imperial Stouts are still enjoy solid. Buys. Yep. The, now you've got the Enjoy Buys. I still like the original Ruination. I like it better than mm-hmm. the V two. 
Um, the Stone IPA is totally drinkable. It's not like amazing to mm-hmm. me, but it's but it's I mean, but it's great. I mean, I'll, if it's on tap, I'll drink it. Yeah. It's fine. It's good. And what I appreciate about Stone is they're willing to experiment. And yes. try new things and try some well, new additions to things and like, yep. hey, let's try this That's tea. True. Let's try this. Let's yeah. try that. The spread. I think that always work. But I that, think that was on my t- one of my top uh, non barrel aged beers stouts was uh, their espresso Russian Imperial Stout yeah. was just really delicious, especially after two years of aging. It was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. The coffee was still there. It was easy drinking. Yeah. It was it was fantastic. So. Yep. No, um, I, it's hard to argue stone. Yeah, I mean, they just everything they do is really solid. Uh, their collaborations, the Woot Stout yes, series, yeah. is really good. That's a very solid barrel aged series. Um, and I love the fact that they went to Germany to take on European European breweries. Yeah. I mean, and I love the fact that they remain and they will always, at least as long as I think, uh, as long as you have anything to do about well, it. Well, they're going to remain a craft brewer. They do not want to sell, and they have no interest in it. They want to make the beers they want to make. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be beholden to any stockholders. Mm-hmm. And they're doing good by themselves. I mean, and they're, they're doing good. By themselves. They're going overseas. Yeah. They're they're growing slowly, but but solidly, and uh, and I really respect that. So stone makes yeah, it hard to argue. All right, so my okay. number six, I'm <laughs> going to throw in Treehouse, okay. Treehouse Brewing, yeah. um, out of Massachusetts. Uh-huh. They, uh, you know, they're known for their IPAs. Right now, they're probably the best rated IPAs. They have currently. crazy ratings on on. I, I was looking at I was looking at beer advocate today, and they. Treehouse, I think, out of the top 100 beers on Beer Advocate, I think they have like 20 beers. Right, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, and yeah. here, and here, here was my first impression with them. When I first tried them, I was a little disappointed. I thought mm-hmm. it's okay, it's all right, it's not great. Yep. And you know, again, that's the thing. When you're drinking something that wasn't purchased locally, and yep. you don't know how long it sat, you know, and what yeah. condition, how long that person's had it Especially for before they shared it with you. Especially, Especially IPAs. IPAs. Mm-hmm. You know, and but I decided to give him a second chance, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Uh, I received uh, some recently and was really impressed. Yeah. Uh, you know, their flagship, Julius. It's mm-hmm. uh, delicious. Yeah, we tried that. Wow. It was, it was very impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Way noticeably more compared to the first time I had mm-hmm. it. You could, mm-hmm. I mean, and then again, I made sure I got it fresh. Yeah, and uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, I had uh, had two or three other IPAs, and mm-hmm. then I had uh, a growler of their single shot. I want to say it's their single shot uh, milk stout. Mm-hmm. One of the best, if not the best, milk stout I've had in that category. Really? It was mind blowing. And here's wow. what blew my mind more. You know, it was out of a swing top. <laughs> it, you you would think <laughs> it did not hold up so well. Yeah, you know, by the time I got it, it was definitely over a week old. Was it wax cap and wrapped in foil? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, Double swing and here's cap. The thing, <laughs> n- nice carbonation in it. It just it just held up, and that really impressed me. When you're when you're a brewery, and you don't just have one thing that you do well. When you can go outside your style mm-hmm. and just nail it, yeah. that impresses me. So the fact that they can do an impressive IPA. Or an impressive stout mm-hmm. that that really brought me their attention. So I will definitely keep my eye out for their future releases. Yeah, and I will keep my eye out for you saying you got some more in. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to say it's my turn. But I'm yeah, number six was Treehouse for me. Uh, really? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I've only I I tried two of their beers at one of the bottle shares that we were all at. Um, so I, you know. I don't. I don't have a lot to choose from, but just based on what I tasted, and you know, when I tasted it, everybody at the table was like, "Oh my god, Treehouse!" And I was like, "Okay, I tried it." I'm like, "All right, this is pretty good." But then, as you know, like we said earlier, you, after you 
take two or three more sips and you keep trying it, it got better and better and better. I'm like, okay, this is pretty damn good stuff. I get this. And I, I was like, now I want to try all their beers. So I'm, I'm looking forward to more Treehouse. Uh, Marcus, number five. Oh, what are you pouring over there, Marcus? So I've just opened up uh, from Anchorage, Anchorage Brewing the uh, Anadromus. Anadromus? Anadromus. Black Sour Ale. It's uh, aged in, as we mentioned earlier, Pinot Noir barrels oh, and whiskey barrels. Eight and a half percent. Pour me a little, please. I can do that. Oh, it looks delicious. I've never had this. I don't think I've had this one. I've been uh, aging this one for about a year. I I don't know if this has a date on it. I think but, I have uh, one of those out in my fridge. But, I, yeah, I don't think I've had it, though. So, yeah, this one's oh also my God. in Coke. It smells amazing. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. I didn't even put it. I just I moved my glass from my right hand to my left hand, and just that whiff was like, holy shit, that's good. So it this is. also has Brett and other whatever their mixed culture is in it. So it should be really complex. Is it a Hopefully. sour? Mm-hmm. It is a sour, yes. Yeah. Wow. Let's see how it does. You mm. like it? Yeah, I like that. And you know me. I'm picking on my sours. There you are. Marcus, number five. Uh, number five, I'm going to go with, and this is a new, uh, relatively new brewery in the last year, and this is just because I like IPAs. So damn much. Mm-hmm. Knee Deep Brewing. Okay. Yeah. In California. Um, I don't know if I have to say anything more about that. They're, they're single well, IPAs, they're <laughs> double IPAs, they're triple IPAs. I think we've talked about Knee Deep Oh, before. we've talked about them a bunch on, yeah. this, sh- already, on this show already. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know if there's much more to say. They do amazing West Coast style IPAs. And they they're have, citrusy, they're fruity, they're hoppy, they're dank, they're just they they're drinkable. They have a lot of varieties for each level of IPA. They have, they have several. Who else is making that many triple IPAs <laughs> and sending them out the, of state the and bottling they, yeah, them? Yeah, and, the they're week, all delicious. The week they launched uh, up here, I think they had at least two to three single, double, and triple IPAs of each variety got launched up mm-hmm. here. Like There were like eight IPAs on tap at ABV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like what? Yeah, you know, I, remember, just... I remember that introdu- introduction weekend. I, I, we tried everything. I got a, I got the taster flight of everything, and I was just like, yeah. "Who are these guys?" Where did, it's like they just like blew up here. Yeah. Uh, today, when I was getting the the tangerine, the the enjoy by uh, Jordan's, like, "Hey, yeah," and they've got knee deep on next door at Main Brew. I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> Want to go get you know knee deep? They're bring... growler filling it now. Yeah, they're growler wow. filling knee deep over at Main on the Main Brew side Probably, of ABV. Yeah. So. That's, that's... Yeah, they, boy, they... Probably breaking bud. Well, like, you know, like I said to Jordan, I was talking to a guy at the bar also that was just drinking, and I, I said, like, knee-deep is California's version as, like, Barley Brown's is to Oregon. They're just kind of the IPA specialists, and I, yeah, yeah, and I, I love them. I've had a couple of other beers, and they're good, um, but really, I mean, mostly what you see up here is IPAs from them. I have not seen I a lot of different yeah. styles. I think I saw a Milk Stout, which was huh. which was good. Um can't remember what else, mm-hmm. but I don't care. I mean, man, yeah. you make you make nine, <laughs> ten solid IPA styles. Mm-hmm. That makes my list. Yeah. I will say though, they're always best fresh. Oh, uh, yeah. oh you, sure. You, you can find them around town regularly now. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, but you, you can tell when it's not fresh. Yes. Yeah. There, there's a certain uh, beer store in uh, Southwest Portland where I saw I saw some knee deep there. And I was like, well, I would never buy an IPA there. <laughs> Because it's sitting on a shelf, unrefrigerated, and it's probably been sitting there forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but when you know when you know it's fresh, this is oh man, knee deep is so good. Obed number five, number five. I've been on a tired hands kick lately. Oh, uh, they uh, they have really been delivering for me. Where um, are they out of? They're out of Pennsylvania. I don't think I've ever had tired hands. Yeah, out of Pennsylvania. Um, 
they're they're known for for just being solid and having a good variety. I mean, they do everything from saisons to IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, they do them well. And uh, lately, I've been uh, really on a kick. I've been uh, trying a bunch of different stuff. I just had um, what was it? One of their uh, from coffee Ethiopian coffee uh, stouts, yeah, and it's probably one of the best coffee stouts I've had. Yeah, um, and that's saying a lot. Okay, because it's one of my favorite styles. I love coffee yes. stouts. Yeah, um, and they delivered. Uh, it was just really great. Uh, I also recently had some of their fruited IPAs. Uh, <laughs> They just sent out a, a collaboration with Omnipolo out of mm-hmm. Sweden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they brewed something at Pennsylvania. And um, I think it was uh, two varieties. I had both the peach and the blackberry. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing the whole lactose sugar. They're doing, the, you know, the vanilla bean and the peach. They're doing the, the dry hopping. They're doing, you know, all this crazy fun stuff. And mm-hmm. supposedly the peach was supposed to be the better one out of the two, that black blackberry, just the nose, the taste. And and here's what's crazy. I have nothing to compare it to. Cause who else is, who else has done that? Oh, mm-hmm. this other blackberry IPA from, you know, no. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I love that uh, creativity. I love that they delivered on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, it's going back to CBC week in Philadelphia. I think they shook hands with a uh, seller maker because they just released a collab with them. Um, it is uh, Taco Hands, their taco IPA. It's <laughs> brewed with a flaked maize, tortilla shell, spiced with lime zest, juice, coriander, etc. Really? And, and, you know, and that just, who knows, right? But I love that creativity. I love the fact that they do all this crazy stuff and they're doing it well. I mean, they also have really great ratings if you look them up mm. on Beer Advocate See, or I think whatever. they missed the boat there because I think a ceviche IPA would <laughs> ro- definitely be better Little than tacos. I don't think that would hold up well. It's, <laughs> yeah, Squid IPA. Kind of gross. Mm. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, my number five, and I'm kind of cheating on this because I've only had a very select few beers from them. Uh, sometimes I've had them fresh, which have been pretty dang good. And other times I haven't had them so fresh, which I kind of have to eliminate that in my brain because it's not fair to you know judge a beer when it's not fresh. Uh, and there's one beer they make that I know is fantastic, but I've never had it. Uh, so I put three Floyds on my list. Uh, they were they they're responsible. They did the collaboration with uh, was it Boneyard? Yeah, Armored Fist. Armored Fist. Their CDA, which used to be fantastic. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm waiting to have uh, what what what's the big beer I'm looking for? Obed Stout, Dark Lord, Dark Lord. Oh, yes, yeah. I I'm and it, the variants. I'm I sure. think uh, Dark Lord I think is the last beer on my wish list to try. So uh, one of these days I will try some Dark Lord, and I know I will love it. So they because of just my my expectation for that, I'm keeping them on my list, and I know that Zombie Dust is. Pretty damn good. We had that at a. Uh, uh, we had it at CBC Week last year. Yeah, beergasm. Beergasm. When it was fresh and yeah. it was delicious. Yeah, and I've had it not really fresh good. and it's been shitty. Yeah. But knowing, you know, having had it fresh and knowing how good it can be, that was good enough for me. So, yeah. Three Floyds is on my list. I had them on uh, on the list, but they didn't make my top. But okay. Yeah, definitely. So, I just feel like I haven't had enough from them. Yeah. Especially so, fresh. So, but, what's your number four then? Get on your mic. Uh, so my number four, my number four <laughs> is going to be uh, the brewery slash terroir. Ah, um, yes. Their barrel aging is awesome, and uh, you know when it comes to either their clean beers or their sour beers. Uh, sour beers, they have sour in the rye. Um, they have uh, tart of darkness, which you have a clone aging right now, which I have a version of aging right now that I made. Um, they have they have multiple sour beers that are just their hot and roth is a, is a really yep. nice Berliner Weiss. 
Um, I don't think I've had anything from brewery I haven't liked. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying is everything I ever had from them. And mm-hmm. then they're barely stuff. All their anniversary beers, mm-hmm. uh, Black Monday – or Black – sorry. Uh, yeah, Black Monday. Um, I didn't get to try uh, Anna's favorite – one of Anna's favorite beer apparently. Did she get to try that the other uh, – like a couple weeks ago, the blueberry oh. – uh, yeah, the uh, blue blue barrels. Yes, blue barrels. Uh, yeah, really good. Um, yeah. I think you're thinking about Black Tuesday, actually. Black Tuesday. That's what I meant. Yeah, not Black Monday. Black Tuesday. <laughs> Pick your day. They, of the they week. do the whole week actually. So they got it's uh, Gray Monday, right? Yeah, something like that. They got a uh, Mocha Wednesday and yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, Farting Friday. But yeah, their whole barrel age, all their anniversary beers again. I mean, everything they make is really good, and I love their blends. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I don't. Uh, that's everything we get up here is good. So yeah. I think I'll just stop there. Yeah. And so they're, they're one of the top we, brewers for me. Marcus, one of these days we're going to take a week off and we're going to do a road trip to California and try all there these breweries. There are a lot of breweries I'd like to hit. We're going to do it. Uh, Obed, you're number four. Uh, I actually did have three Floyds on my list as well. Uh, they're your number four. Uh, yeah, I had to adjust your number, but, um, <laughs> yeah, they were on my list and I'll make it my number four. Okay. Uh, I've had a lot of their beers, a lot of variety, and again, that's something that makes a great brewery to me. Mm-hmm. Variety, is variety, yeah. different styles. Not like if you're just so-so brewery and you knock IPAs out of the park, that's great. Yeah. But if I can go to your pub and I can have your IPAs and I can have this and I can have that and they're all great, then I just love you. Yep. You know, and uh, Three Floyds, I've had everything from yeah. Flanders Reds, IPAs, stouts, you know, etc. And uh, Mm-hmm. I have rarely been let down. I'm not saying I haven't had a bad beer from them. I have. Mm. But um, but it probably wasn't fresh. Or, or maybe it just was a bad beer. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But Everybody when, when your track beer. record is, say, like uh, eight good ones out of ten or something yeah. ridiculous, that's that's a great ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of their barrel aging program. Uh, I've had, uh, what is it, the one you were talking about, uh, Dark Lord a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's just... A world class stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they're they're on my list. Cool. Fantastic. Uh, my number four we've already covered with Marcus's number five pick, which is knee deep. So not much more to add there. Marcus number three. Great. <laughs> um, number three for me is going to be a beer or a brewery that normally don't get a lot of volume in. Uh, we're getting a little more of it now. Uh, Prairie Artisan Ales. Oh yes. Um, Chad would love you. Chad does love me, is what you meant. <laughs> of course he does, Chad. Um, <laughs> Out of Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma. Mostly what, mostly what I've had from them uh, is a lot of their wild stuff and mm-hmm. saisons, et cetera. And I was looking at those earlier today, and every single one I've had from them are uh, – I rate them – they're like four-star and above for me. Yeah. Like everything is just really solid from them. And yeah. they do – a lot of different. I was scrolling through the list, and they do so many different beers. I don't know if they do a lot of. You know, I know they repeat some beers, mm-hmm. a bomb, barrel aged a bomb, stuff like that, and that's the non wild stuff. Um, they had a brandy barrel, apple brandy barrel aged beer that we had at uh, Festival of the Dark Arts this mm-hmm. year that was really delicious. So they do the high alcohol, mm-hmm. really complex, lots of uh, lots of things going on there, and then the wild aspect. I love wild beer and. Um, Everything I've had from them, again, is great. I think there's something at Fred Fest from them this year that's going to be unique again. Um, so, you know, it's just they, they knock it out of the park. Yeah. So as far as uh, being a solid wild brewery, farmhouse-style brewery, and then doing barrel-aged beers that are clean, yeah, great. Yeah. So that makes my list. I, I agree. Obed, number three. 
So I'm going to go with Sante Adarius Rustic Ales. Sarah. What? How do I spell all this? I'm trying to keep a list, man. Uh, you know, just look for them <laughs> under Sarah. They abbreviate S-A-R-A. And, S-A-R-A. you know, just type in beer. You'll, you'll find the whole Sante Adarius, etc. Um, you know, they're out of California. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, their Saison's. Are amazing. Man. Even even non barrel aid, just you know, their basic saisons are are killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I've I've had I've been I like them a lot lately, so I've been kind of asking for it more. And <laughs> uh, the ones that I've been getting are just phenomenal. They actually had some on draft that um, the Degard anniversary uh, party. They had two cool. different kegs. Uh, they're doing some really good fruited stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, some good just tart beers, saisons, just rustic ales, and but they're just I I can I can't I don't think I can think of anybody else just off the top of my head that's just doing really simple things so well. Mm-hmm. So they're they're on my list. Yeah. Okay, uh, my number three. I'm uh, just going. I'm getting a little more local. Probably my closest to Oregon. Uh, I went with Fremont. Uh, I you know their their main stuff. I'm not that big on, but I think they have a great barrel aging system. Uh, you know, like we mentioned earlier, a little story about me dropping my, my abominable uh, and the, the Dark Star, the, the, the barrel aged Dark Star stuff. This this is some fantastic beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say for Washington, probably the best brewery out of Washington at the moment. Uh, I used to really like Old Schoolhouse, but Old Schoolhouse quit distributing to Oregon, so mm-hmm. I have not tried their stuff in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to – I wanted to give at least one Washington brewery a shout-out, so I, I picked Fremont. Yeah, and I may – so I guess I'm at number two, and I probably would move these guys a little lower, but I'm going to say the same brewery, Fremont. Oh, you're going with Fremont for your number two. Yeah, okay. I've, so I've had some of their one-off IPAs, mm-hmm. and they've been really solid. I've just never had a fresh IPA from them, so it's not – again, not yeah. fair to judge, but I, I, I haven't had a new – They, had, they had a collab just recently that was really good. Um, I can't remember what the name of it was now, but um, yeah. their standard IPA, or Interbond, I, I've not – I mean, it's not my favorite, yeah. but their barrel aged stuff. They're not even the regular Dark Star is a, is a great, yeah. is a great stout. Yeah, and uh, and then all of the barrel aged uh, variants on that yeah. and Abominable. Yeah, they're all, they're all great. Pretty fantastic. Um, Didn't you have a lot of their IPAs at the IPA fest we went to at Cerveza? They had like three of them on draft. The double IPA festival. Yeah, Cerveza. They had a, the brother, the yeah. sister, another. Did one. I like those? I can't remember. Was I, I shaking my head at him? You're shaking your head at me. I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan. I, yeah. I was just there not too long ago in Seattle, and, and I got to try some directly from the brewery. They weren't necessarily one-offs or anything, yeah. just mostly stuff they have around. And, uh, and what would you think of them there? Uh, you know, when it comes to Fremont, I'm a fan of their dark stuff, their, yeah. their yeah. stouts, their yeah. coffee, but not so much everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's kind of that, how I am with them. And that's why they get on my list. I probably would probably bump them down in retrospect now a little bit, but they still make my list because those beers are so good. I mean, they are that good. Yeah, they, so. they stand out for sure. Yep. Obed, number two. Oh, man, number two. I'm going to have to go with uh, Prairie Artisanal Arrow. All right, yeah. you. Um, I'd, I'd swap Prairie and Fremont for me. Yeah, I mean, their stouts are so good. Uh, yes. I, I love their stouts all day long. I didn't even uh, mention Abraxas or Sump or any of that stuff, right? I, I just picked that's up. Pre- uh, that's sorry, perennial, that's perennial, yeah. <laughs> similar, <laughs> very similar. Please <laughs> like, and artisanal no, no, no. L's. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah, yeah. A-bomb. And but, uh, yeah, the, I just picked up some of their birthday bomb mm-hmm. at uh, Monger's. They did a little yeah? eight keg takeover i want to say they had like a sour they had a night mm-hmm. their double ipa mm-hmm. which is pretty good they had a 
the regular bomb, B bomb, you know, and, and I've had a lot of the variants. I've had the brandy barrel this and, mm-hmm. you know, the double barrel that. Yeah. And, and the, they've all been really delicious. My only complaint is I wish they weren't such small bottles, those little 12 ounces oh, or whatever they are. Yeah. You know, you need to go big and you do a 750 <laughs> ml, you know, uh, but. I'm happy that they're now trying to get into Oregon. I'm really excited yeah. for that, that I can finally get Absolutely. them. But, uh, yeah, I picked up a lot when I was in Seattle. They get distro over there, and I'm really happy about that. Yeah, Fantastic. Uh, my number two is, again, another brewery that I was turned on to through uh, bottle sharing, is Maine Beer Company out of Freeport, Maine. Their dinner double IPA is probably if not the best tied for the best double IPA I've ever had their lunch was phenomenal so I just I really have a hard time arguing anything beating their their versions of their IPAs and I think we're starting to see some of their style of IPA out here more now with uh, places like Great Notion kind of that juicy uh, IPA which I'm normally like the I'm, I like that real hoppy dank stuff but now Having tasted a good version of the juicy stuff, I'm a fan. I'm a big, big yeah. fan. So Main uh, Beer Company has my heart. And Marcus, you actually got to try some of their stuff fairly fresh on the East Coast. Yeah. So yeah, you, I was you, can, you can vouch for it. Yeah, I got it very fresh. It's, it's, <laughs> their ideas are great. Yeah, no good, doubt. good stuff. Yep. All right. Marcus, number one. Number one. Uh, as Obed said, attracted to a brewery with a lot of variety. They do everything solid. And I don't know, this might be number one on Sean's. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm going with Firestone Walker. Um, Firestone Walker makes very solid IPAs. I mean, Union Jack, Double Jack, three years ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Number one IPAs on my list, mm-hmm. and and they're still really great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. They're great. Wookie Jack, Wookie Jack as a yeah as a CDA is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Probably their, one of my favorites. Their barrel age program is Insane. second to none. I mean, with with you know, Parabola, um, not Sukaba. Uh, su- yeah, Sukaba. Their anniversary ales. Yeah. And, Everything they come out sticky, uh, sticky, sticky monkey, monkey yep. you know all this stuff. They're just you know you're getting. They have a very unique character. Those barrel aged beers do that only Firestone Walker has, and it's just fantastic. And the fact that they're so big, and like they're 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 a big quantity yeah. brewery, yeah, and yeah, they're I mean, still making this, good beer. Yeah, they don't they they have maintained quality. Yeah. while ramping up, you're getting Firestone Walker all over the country now. I know mm-hmm. it's making it at least halfway across the country, and I don't know about further than that. Um, and then on top of that, you've got their Barrel Works program, which is their their wild brewery, mm-hmm. and the beers coming out of that are really great as well. I yeah. love you know Agrestic and um, gosh, I can't remember a lot of the other ones, um, but their their wild ales uh, are also really really solid. So yep. they do literally everything, yep, and they do it all. They do it all at least good, if not great. Yep. And another brewery that's not willing to experiment or not afraid of experimenting once in a while and trying some new things. Absolutely. And- the the Luponic Distortion that just came out, version one, was yeah. a really nice IPA for being under 6%. It's mm-hmm. like 5 point something percent. Yep. And to get that much hop aroma and flavor uh, and a really drinkable IPA where most single IPAs are 7% and above. And again, days, an, another another brewery where you're here they're doing all these big beers, but then they can also knock out a great session IPA. 
as well. Yeah. So, so and our friend Mike loves their their Pilsner. <laughs> Pivo Pills, yeah. yeah. Pivo Pills. I mean, a good Pills. Yeah. So they're, no, they're, it's solid. It's crushable. Yeah. I think I've only, I'm, yeah, the only beer I think I had that just didn't knock my socks off was, what was that tequila barrel age thing they did? The the one for the PNC? Uh, yeah, yeah the PNC. Or whatever. That was the one that this, I mean, it wasn't bad, but like that's the only one, that's their only like reserve beer they've made where they're like, well, I don't think I'll buy any bottles of well, that. Well, they, they didn't bottle that, did they? Uh, did they not? No. No, we had that on tap. Oh, was it on tap? Okay, yeah, sorry. Apex there you go. is the only place you can get that. Okay, yeah, I, there I you go. No. But anyway, so yeah, there you go. Uh, Firestone Walker. They do everything, like Delicious. I said, really good, good to amazing. Yeah. So that's my number one. Okay. Obed, number one. Uh, you know, I, I could have given somebody else a shout out, like Rare Barrel or whatever, but I yeah. did originally have on my list a brewery, even though Marcus already said it. Mm-hmm. Um more the brewery side than the Teru side. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that the Teru program is it's still in in works. Mm-hmm. I say give them another year. Yeah, and they're gonna. Just they only kill split it. off in the last like year or two. Yeah, yeah. So about a year. So you know they're they're just now they just released yeah. the, what is it their Belgian style uh, gues called the Ruse, and you know they're yep. getting out there now, and mm-hmm. they're they're it's great. I'm I'm excited for that in the future, but I'm just a fan of uh, their. Just what they normally do. I think they make world class stouts. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. You know, world class. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I actually got to hang out with those guys recently at the Abbey Bar. They they came in. Uh, Jim Malen was there. Uh, he's their new just over you know GM of operations for both sides. He was at Sierra Nevada for ten years in North Carolina. Now he's here, so he's going to help them a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin, the brewer. Uh, Sour Jesus, he's uh, the Teru Brewer guy now. He's managing all their barrels and everything, and uh, yeah. got to share some beers with them. Really good guys. Yeah. Uh, big fan of that. I mean, uh, Cascade is at a collaboration yep. with them. That was, that was the, what was it? Mishmish or no? Uh, That's one of the ones on tap. I name it I had, escapes me, I but uh, point is, it was, it was good. good. It, was it was really good. good. Yep. Uh, they brought white chocolate, and it was tasting wonderful on draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they do, and they're bold. They're one of those breweries that normally does experiment. They usually experiment mm-hmm. on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they they're do. good at it. Yeah. So I mean, they're aniv- yeah, you're right. Their anniversaries have everything in them, and oh, by the way, they're like 18 percent alcohol. They are <laughs> amazing, but they're but they're amazing. They do a great job blending. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Hard to argue that. Uh, my my number one, I, I'm Marcus. You nailed it. Firestone Walker. Yeah. All the same reasons. I can't really add anything else to that. I, they just yeah, they. I've I've been a big fan for a long time. They've never disappointed me. So yep. keep it going, guys. I see a beer from Firestone Walker. I'll drink it. Absolutely, yeah, without fear. Well, guys, we got to wrap it up. It's, we've killed. We don't our, have to. Well, we probably should because we don't oh. want to turn this into like what we did with episode three. <laughs> Well, we don't have enough beer here no. to turn it into episode three. I can go to my try and get more beer. Right <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we've got beer. You've uh, got a beer fridge right hey, out there. I'm not saying what's going to happen after the show, but this time I have to be able to actually push wow. the button to stop recording, well. which I could barely do last episode. So, uh, that boy, wow. No. Yeah, no disclaimer in front of this episode? <laughs> no, I don't think I have to. Oh, okay. Uh, so you can find out more about us. We're at Twitter at PDX Beer Club. We're on Facebook at Pure, uh, Portland Beer Club. We're on Untapped, actually, under our sister station, InOneDayRadio.com, spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. And we're on Instagram at Portland Beer Club Podcast. So go friend us, follow us, whatever it is you do with each of those things. And uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with Episode 5, and uh, we'll have some more beer, and we'll have some more fun, and do another little bottle share to 
just like what we did today. Thank you guys for joining me. I know I kind of oh, got the pleasure. I got all the topics out last minute because I actually forgot we were recording. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, we got to do a show. So that's how good Obed and I are. You guys can just jump right in. I love it. Uh, so we'll, we'll, I literally did. <laughs> we'll talk to you in a couple weeks, and we're going to drink a couple more beers before this night's over. Take care. That's been another episode of the Portland Beer Club podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Portland Beer Club or Twitter at PDX Beer Club. Feel free to contact me at portlandbeerclub at gmail.com if you have any news, feedback, or just want to say hi. See you next time.